At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible. With a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. Episode 18, John Sr., Mark Meinke, and we're getting into it today. So, trigger alert, we're talking about suicide. Warning. Because fuck it. You know, uh, it's, it's the word that people don't like to say out loud and... The biggest thing, even in group, it's uh, it, it's a taboo subject. Even there, you know, it, it makes people's goddamn skin crawl. Yeah. And uh, but the truth is, when you you really have a heart to heart with somebody, there's a hell of a lot of us. Uh, there's a study that just came out that one third um, of all veterans asked, "So have you contemplated suicide since your service?" And one third says, "Yeah." Now John and I have uh, been honest with each other about that. Yeah, and uh, you've you've been on the edge. I've most certainly been yeah. on the edge. I don't know how close either of us have actually got because who knows? Who knows? I mean, you know, honestly, it's it's a it's a it's a speculative thing. And I I use this as a break to break this all the time as well. Like, you know, what? Do you think you're the only fucking person who has contemplated this or thought about it or attempted it? And then I usually get that pause. You know, pause one, two, three, <laughs> right? And then it's all of a sudden the realization. It's like holy shit, right? You know what? I'm not fucking afraid to talk about it. And I'm going to do this right here, right now on the radio. Sorry. I can do this right now on the radio, or sorry, in the podcast here. I'm putting my phone number out here right now. If you're in the local Calgary area and you want to talk to someone, freaking call me. Because all this Facebook stuff of, yeah, I got your six, I got your back, freaking call me, call me, call me kind of thing. I'm there for you. You know what? How many people really follow through with that? My phone number, 780-201-0974. If you're in the Calgary area, give me a shout. I'm not a 911 number. I am not going to, you know, if you're if you're that serious about it, call them, don't call me. But if you need to chat, give me a shout. And uh, Crisis Services Canada number yeah, that they're putting on the interweb here is one eight three three four five six four five six six. That's one eight three three four five six four five six six. Or if uh, picking up phones just a bit much for you, uh, you can also text four five six four five. So you can text. Four five six four five, and that is Crisis Services Canada. Uh, that is suicide prevention and support. So there you go. Yeah, There's call a- them before you call me. But I mean, if you want to talk about these certain things, you know, to get some stuff sorted out, my number. You just got it. So, but and venting is the best thing. Yeah. So. It's always best, I mean, talk to anybody. It just gets you out of that snap, you know, any sort of phone call. I was talking with one veteran friend that John and I both know, and uh, he told me that he had a gun in his mouth and he was just about to squeeze the trigger. And as he's squeezing the trigger, the goddamn phone rang. Mm-hmm. He forgot to put it on silent or something. <laughs> uh, and uh, the, the phone rang, and, that, and, he, and he saw who was on the phone, and he pulled the gun out of his mouth and uh, picked up the phone. Now, I'm not going to say the guy's name. I'll, That's right. I'll, I'll, I'll do it off air. That's his business. But um, 
the point is, is that it snaps you out of that moment because you get into this just, I don't know what to call it, a funk. Uh, you got this heavy weight on you, this dark molasses that you're trying to swim through. Mm-hmm. And and you get to this point where I've called a suicide hotline twice in my life, mm-hmm. twice. And uh, it's just, it's on the nights. It's usually as I'm trying to get to sleep and I can, my brain is just going where I don't, call them intrusive thoughts. And all I can think about is how, what, where, when, why, and how, you know, like the plan. That's the way, do you have a plan? I'm like, are you fucking kidding? I have five plans, you know, <laughs> just uh, pick one. Yeah. You know, I know exactly. It would be anything but a firearm, you know, uh, just because I'm a gun guy and I don't want it uh, to show up on the stats. <laughs> so there's, there's there's lots of better ways. Yeah. Um, and you never know when it's going to hit you. Uh, I got a story from another veteran and he just one day, uh, for whatever the trigger was, he grabbed him, He says, well, I'm done. Grabbed a rope, walked off into the woods, mm-hmm. uh, climbed a tree, mm-hmm. tied one end to a branch, says, yeah, that's about right. Put the other um, uh, loop around his neck and the guy freaking jumped. Branch broke. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not a cry for help. This guy made yeah. up his mind and... And he went for it. Yeah. You know, he jumped out of a damn tree with a noose around his neck and the branch broke. And uh, and so he just laid there on the ground, kind of collecting his thoughts and going, holy shit. <laughs> and you know what? You, this is a thing that you're hitting on that, are, that we really want to discuss here that is not discussed very often is these things, they happen sometimes and they happen fast, Mark. You're absolutely right. He's like, dude checked out, got the rope, went. Yeah, that's it. There, there was, was no it, planning. You just like, you just fucking did it. Yeah, it was just a sudden, well, I'm done. Yeah. And, and that was it. And I remember one of the guys uh, on my tour, he blowed himself up. He was a buddy of mine. I saw him three days before he did it. Mm-hmm. And what he did is he, uh, Kurt Cooper, I can use his name because he's long dead and everybody knows the the story that uh, was around. But yeah, uh, he, he put a grenade up his uh, flak vest. Um, it was all about trying to make sure the other guys were safe, you know. So that's what he did. And he, he put a grenade up his flak vest to contain the blast and make sure that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there there is no missing. And he blew himself to smithereens. Uh, uh, body parts landed in all the different uh, piece um, landmines. So the, now the engineers had to go and uh, clear pass to each body part to collect the body parts. Imagine living with that shit. Mm-hmm. And his spine landed on the top of the OP, so goes the story, you know. And um, it, so what I wanted to talk about today um, what is some tools, some tools, um, and preventative tools for suicide. At our peer support group, we have a guest there that is an actual clinician, and he drew this cool little picture on um, the board, and that picture uh, helped me get to the gym three times this week, and I'll Mm -hmm. be going again today, which is pretty awesome. Um, There was just something about it that worked, and so we drew a picture of a stove with a red-hot top, and then a person, and then your goals, and the the stove with a red-hot top for me is me not going to the gym, because it's this danger, and and if I don't go to the gym, the top of that stove is going to get red hot and it's my kids and my wife that's going to burn their hands on it. Mm -hmm. So that works for me. Um, When thinking about suicide, when you do it, remember the people that are going to hurt because of it, you know, but do it preventively. And 
I'm going to make up this card. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it with uh, Matthew, the therapist guy, and and, uh, uh, help co-create it. I'm going to make up this card that says, I've decided to never take my life. Mm -hmm. I will not die by my own hand Mm -hmm. is going to be the commitment on this card. So it's a I will not commit suicide commitment card. And, And then you laminate it and you carry it with you all the time. And on the back of this card is going to be the suicide hotline numbers. Yeah. You know, and uh, so this is an an initiative because then it's a promise. And most of us like keeping our promises. That's right. Yeah. Um, I'd like to talk about the, um, the other end of the spectrum of suicide as the, the suicide as a threat, you know, the suicide as the, the cry for help or cry for attention. And with that is, people misusing this, right? You have the people genuinely that, that the thought happens and they go out and they make that attempt. Yeah. There's no, okay? there's the, no the in unplanned, between. Just... The unplanned versus the threat, the threatened planned stuff. Yeah. And what is the danger of that? Well, the biggest danger of that so far is, is it's an emotional blackmail. It's relationship blackmail. It's relationship, you know what I mean? And nothing destroys friendships and relationships more than the threat of like, if so you're talking do, about the people that don't, they, they know they're not going to do it, but, but they're, uh, they're, they're looking for the sympathy. Well, they, I'm talking the about the people that are suicidal or that have had suicidal attempts in the past, but they realize that just before they actually do something or make that attempt or that whatever it is, that people are very willing to give, right? So I'm talking about the people that are like the emotional vampire type people. As I'm talking about, and 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 how wrong that is, and what it does to the families, because I mean, regardless if it's real or not for uh, uh, for for the person who is making that threat, the families are like, oh my god, this is really going to happen, or they are very suicidal, they're very this or very that, and how much they they accommodate and let that bad behavior flourish, and it doesn't help the person who is suicidal. Does this make sense what I'm trying to say here? I'm actually not following you. Okay. Time. How can I say this? Um, okay. So your person, person you talked about with the rope and went to the tree. Yeah. Okay. If he didn't say anything to anybody, to his family, nobody would have known other than him. So that's his burden to work through, his problem to solve, and that kind of stuff, and to get help and everything for it. The other people, the people that do outwardly express that they are suicidal and those those kinds of things they for the most part those people are not genuinely and this is not a guarantee or anything they're just saying for the most part those people are genuinely not going to commit suicide but they're using the threat of suicide and that is wrong am i making myself well, clear now yes but uh, so i did have it right earlier so you, you okay. are talking about the people that aren't actually going to do it and they know they're not going to do right. it right but they're saying that they're going to do yes. it yes for the attention right right That's okay the so i did have it right okay sorry yes you did okay <laughs> okay for those of you that can't see right now i'm getting the death stare <laughs> it's not a death stare okay but anyways what i'm getting at with that is the effects on the family are very serious because I mean, imagine with your, your young kid thinking that, oh my God, daddy's going to commit suicide. He could have committed suicide. Mm-hmm. It's my responsibility because if I wouldn't have been bad or this or that. And the trust between that person and their spouse. Oh, and it's a, good, it's a good point. It's a good point to bring up, John. I, what I wanted to focus on today, though, is um, 
preventative measures for actual suicide. I mean, it's all, it's all important, yeah. but uh, preventative measures for actual suicide. And, and also to make sure that we are absolutely clear yeah. if whatever rationale is going on in your head while you're going down that suicidal rabbit hole and, and thinking, fuck, you know, I just, I just need this to stop. And the only thing I could think of is to end my life. Trust me, I've been there so many times. Mm-hmm. Christ, I once shaved my wrists uh, kind of pre- prepping for surgery because that's how I'd do it. I'd, 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 do, I'd bleed out and then you just fall asleep and you're, you're good. You know, that's mm-hmm. how I'd go. But uh, I once shaved my wrists uh, prepping for it. You know, I was just in sort of this weird daze until I kind of snapped out. I don't know, what the frick am I doing? What yeah. the hell? You know, and then went and talked to my therapist about it. But um, the, the point is, is that the thing that stops me is my kids. And something my therapist said to me once was, look, there's no way around this. If you do this, your kids will be destroyed. This is where the linking the was end. going that I was talking about before. The end. Yes. You know, so if you're trying to rationalize, oh, my kids will be fine. Oh, my wife will be better off. And that's the mm-hmm, most mm-hmm. dangerous part. And I've been there. Thank when, you. When you start thinking that the world would be better off without you, you need help now. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. when you genuinely feel the world is better off without you, that you're doing the world a favor by offing yourself, uh, that is the spot. That's yeah. that's the that holy is. shit. This is Good. real spot. Mm-hmm. And I have fucking been there and it sucks. But um, But you're bullshitting yourself. There you are. You're bullshitting yourself. Yes, you are. Okay. Because the truth is there is no way out. If if you take your life, you are fucking people over so hard mm-hmm. and they will not recover. You're if you got if you don't have kids, okay, somebody loves you. If you predecease your parents, could you imagine the guilt? I've met, I, I know several parents whose kids have uh, committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What that does to them, they do not recover mm-hmm. ever. Ever, ever, ever. And that is a, that's a period at the end of a sentence right there. Ever. ever. Period. Done, done, done. So you can't fucking bullshit yourself. If you off yourself, mm-hmm. you're going to hurt people for the rest of their lives. You will do more harm than good. So period. the thing is you're, so the, these people that are talking themselves into that. They are lying to themselves when they don't re, The thing is, again, they don't realize it, but they are lying to themselves to do this. And the reality is there's the side effects are real and everlasting and imprinting forever. They will shape the people's lives that survive. Period. Period. There's no way around it. So goddamn remember that. Fucking rights. You know, goddamn remember remember that. And make yourself a card that says, I have decided that I will never take my own life. Yeah. Laminate it, have the uh, number of your local suicide hotline on the back and laminate it and keep it in your damn wallet. If you have ever had suicide thoughts, mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever get that card and put it in your wallet. It's a lot more valuable than your MasterCard. There is nothing yeah. more value. Make that card, laminate it and put it in your damn wallet. And the now, reason why it's important ahead. is because a verbal promise, you can trick yourself, you can lie yourself, whatever, but writing it down and making a written promise to yourself and then laminating it locks that promise in 
forever. And maybe and, even have somebody to promise it too. Yeah. I mean, you just make the promise and whoever you're, me, my kids are my anchor. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife listens to all these Tango Romeos so she can better understand me. And I, I recommend if you know the spouse of a first responder or veteran, the spouse, the spouses should be listening to this show so that they can understand and better help their first responder or, or veteran spouse, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what my wife's doing. And it's spectacular that she does. It's, mm-hmm. She's an incredible woman. God damn, I'm lucky, but make the promise to someone and, uh, to whoever your anchor is. So for me, uh, even above my wife is my children mm-hmm. and my promises to them, cause it would just wreck them. There's no way around it. And, uh, so my promise, uh, so you put it in, I promise, I promise my children that I will never end my own life. Mm-hmm. I will not, even though the, the, the thoughts keep creeping in. If you have that anchor, you sh- will win the battle every fucking time. That's that's the key thing right there is a promise to yourself, to others, and to not destroy their lives because you think you've had enough and you can't hack it. The reality is it's we need to, the people that, I, that I've been able to help and have survived, it's just rethinking about the way they do things or the way they're accepting or what looking at the problems differently that makes it palatable and more able to deal with it's when the people get so close to not being able to do anything or feel that they're helpless that's when this creeps in so again the bullshit that you tell yourself uh that the world will be better off without you no you're gonna hurt the world no even if you're a total piece of shit as a human being somebody loves you Mm -hmm. you know somebody loves you and you're gonna hurt somebody and somebody's gonna feel horrible so again it's for me it's my kids and and my wife that uh when those fight it's a battle because when those thoughts come in it's a fight Mm -hmm. and you have to fight the fight and if you've made that promise that you will never take your own life you're gonna win that fight every time if you remember who you're hurting yeah now the other bullshit story that uh uh, we tell ourselves is that well uh i'm going to make a big statement with my suicide oh my god we we just had um uh and i understand this because i've I've imagined the way i imagined doing it uh, uh once was well if i ever did have to punch out um, uh, I'd, I'd probably go into the military museums, go into the, the room of death that has all the, uh, um, all the names of the dead, including my friends. Right. And I would put on a sticky note, my name right under, uh, the Croatian deployment and then go outside and finish myself off. You know, I'd put myself, I'd, I'd be significant kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. uh, and we just had something like that. Right, we, we just, did. We Very just had recently in the news, that. yes. And the Edmonton legislature, on the steps of the Edmonton legislature, uh, a veteran, Ken Chan, I didn't know the fella, but 62 years old, Ken Chan, I, I don't know a thing about him or his service, but he went on the steps of the leg- Edmonton legislature and he offed himself in in a grand kind of, kind of way, um, clearly trying to make some sort of a statement. And uh, at the end, he made a couple of emails to a couple of uh, key people saying, hey, you got to clean up your act. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of the day, he killed himself in a way to try to make a statement. So if you have some grand plan that if you ever do, you know, at least I'm going to go with a bang, I'm going to 
Uh, I'm going to make a difference. Me killing myself is going to help somebody else somehow. No, it's fucking not. It's a lie. It's It's a a lie lie. to yourself because what you're doing is essentially you're subconsciously trying to paint yourself into a corner so that is the only workable solution in your mind. And And you're justifying your suicide. That is exactly it. And that's the wrong thing to do because it never Never, never works. No, it we, never works. We, we've got several, uh, both in Canada and the mm-hmm, States, people mm-hmm. going to Veterans Affairs outside the offices and offing themselves in the parking lot at uh, Veterans Affairs to to make the same kind of statement. That's right. Now, not to say I don't understand the goddamn struggle. Okay, I do understand. Dude, the struggle is real. Holy the struggle is fuck. real. Fucking rights is real. And the frustration with uh, whatever the source of help is. Yeah. yeah, I get it. It's a mountain of damn paperwork and it's the, the bureaucracy is the one thing that uh, me and John are two examples of guys that are easily overwhelmed by paperwork. Very? Very easily. And it's uh, it just makes it impossible. I'm in the middle of, of a claim with, with VAC and God damn, the, the doctor doesn't even want to do the paperwork. He just, you know, and yeah. this is a doctor and they don't yeah. want to do the paperwork and uh, he dealt me with this claim. Yeah, the thing is, is that I don't think the average person understands out there. The average person does not understand how much political, how, how political taking care of veterans is, is the one thing they don't understand. The other thing is that the level of bureaucracy that we actually have to wade through on a daily basis for services truly compounds the issues. If someone who is vulnerable to suicide, it truly amplifies. And it's... It's just quite honestly, Mark, the basic tool is just reach out and talk to somebody. Again, that is why I put my phone number out there at the beginning of the show. If someone's in the local area here, we'll talk. Well, I will share some personal stories with them so they understand that I know I'm a survivor. You're a survivor. Okay, we both thought about this stuff. You've gone a little further than I have, so you have a little more experience in that part that department. But I've dealt with a lot of survivors and when we can talk to them and make them understand certain things and and get them to unpaint themselves out of that corner to justify and take away those lies and show them that those are true lies that they're just trying to end it that way, it never works. It never, ending it never fucking works. Call somebody, call somebody, fucking call somebody. Mark gave out the number here. You can look it up. It's on your phone. You can go to your damn police officer. There's there's so many things out there. But the reality is in the end, you need to talk to somebody that understands. That's the tool. That's the trick. That's the secret. That's whatever you want. Okay. Talk to somebody who has attempted or somebody who knows about it. And make that goddamn card. Make so you that do, so fucking you, promise. You don't even have to put it in your in your phone. I mean, it should be in your phone. Yeah. But if your phone shits the bed or or whatever, have that card so that number is there. Whatever number you're comfortable calling, mm-hmm. prepare for war in times of peace. That's exactly so it. If you're feeling good and it's like, yeah, yeah, I had those suicidal thoughts a while ago, but I've been good for like a month. Okay, don't be an idiot. Make the card now. If you're feeling good, it's the best time to make a card. Because the thing is, as soon as you're feeling good, you you, you forget you ever felt bad. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't even believe it. Like when I snap out of these funks, I can't even fucking believe my head was ever there. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? I know. How I know. in the hell? I can't believe that I was right there. And I can't goddamn believe it. But I was. And so when I'm feeling good is when you make... Got to make the card. Maybe me, me and you will design it after the show here. Absolutely. Let's and do it. And share it. Yeah. And you know what? And the thing is, 
the level of shame afterwards. Holy, people, no one wants to talk about that. Nobody wants, that's the unspoken guilt. The, the thing that you carry, the, it's the only thing that you see that no one else can see is that level of shame. And that's why no one talks about it. They don't talk about it and it just, it sits there and it takes root and it grows and it grows. And next time you get in that fucking dark spot, it's bigger and it's more of a monster to freaking deal with. If you've thought about it once, talk to somebody who is good, who understands and get rid of that seed of suicide that you've just fucking planted and work the problem before it becomes a problem. Mark, work the fucking problem before it comes a problem. And that's, and, and that's what we're doing on this that's episode. Exactly why this, you know, it's, it's one, cut the bullshit. Yep, cut the bullshit. Cut the bullshit. Don't lie to yourself with these bullshit um, uh, justifications for taking your life. Right. Okay? The only one that benefits is you. Now, mm -hmm. I, I, I stop short, though, at calling it a selfish act because I've been on the edge. And when you are that low, you know, and, and you, even if you recognize, oh man, I know this is going to hurt somebody, but I, I just can't do it one more minute. Mm -hmm. I fucking understand. Okay. Mm -hmm. Been there so many times and, um, so many times. So I, I get it, but it's another fight. Mm -hmm. So get comfortable with being a fighter. That's right. To the audience here, I want to put this out there right now. We apologize for the level of emotions here. We apologize for the level of brutalness and bluntness. But this is not talked about enough in detail at this level. This is not talked about at this level of intimacy anywhere that I can recall. No, pe pe people talk around it. They, they don't talk right straight to it. And that's why we're so harsh right now is we are talking directly to that little monster on the inside of your brain. That's what this is about. This is about scaling, about shaving away all the layers of politeness, the layers of political correctness. This is going right to the fucking core. It's a fucking lie. You are lying to yourself. Straight up. No matter how you cut it, when you get down to the end of it, that's what it is. Let's talk about the signs. <clears throat> I talked about uh, the dude that uh, just mm -hmm. climbed a tree, jumped out of the tree, and the branch broke. No signs. There was no signs. Yeah. It, ju it just hit him. It's like a crime of passion kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, I wasn't a murderer today, but I am today. Or yesterday, but I am today. It's a spontaneous action. It, it's a spontaneous thing. And it just, um, uh, you can't really see those coming, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so if you've even... If you know that you've suffered from PTSD and you've never had suicidal thoughts, same rule applies. Mm -hmm. Prepare for it. Make that promise card. Promise that you will never take your own life because of the horrendous damage it does to others and keep it in your wallet with, uh, with the suicide hotline numbers right there. Make that commitment card and make that freaking promise while you're feeling good. Mm -hmm. You know, should be easy to make the promise when you're, when you're feeling good then that, uh, uh, that devil starts banging on the door, you will have the ability it's a to fight It's an insurance it. policy, Mark. Yeah. You're doing, you're doing an you're making an insurance policy, and that's what we're talking about here. We're, with that insurance policy brings a level of resilience because as long as you're sitting here and we discuss this openly and we talk about it and we say, hey, you know what? This is not a subject to be ashamed of, to discuss. Maybe it's a private, private discussion. Hey, granted, no problem. I'm there for that. We can do this over coffee, 
in a private place. And right now with the Alberta economy, it's a hell of a lot more than just military and first responders. Yeah. There's a formula, like every 1% that unemployment goes up, um, there's a direct correspondence to suicide. There is. And um, there doesn't seem to be bugger all for empathy for that. You no. know, suicide is the result of hopeless depression. Mm-hmm. And it's just not seeing an, a way out. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a natural consequence, mm-hmm. really. It's, uh, it's been around for forever. People have been killing themselves since the dawn of time and uh, for, for various reasons. You know, guilt, shame, yeah. um, all, all the above. And just as a release from the depression, you know, um, I, I freaking get it. It's been, it's been dark lately for myself. You know, so what am I doing about it? I'm fighting it. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm fighting it, and uh, I'm I'm back in the gym, and and I'm doing the things that I need to do. Yeah, because I'm uh, I'm definitely a vulnerable kind of guy right now, and that's not good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, signs of somebody who's legit at risk. So one of the uh, ones that I know of is personal items, per, like. Um, Really personal, when people important start giving away personal effects, they start giving away shit. It's a flag. Yeah, that's, that's when they start getting their affairs in order. It's a flag. Yeah, I mean, those are all these things here, Mark. Those are the obvious. Okay, those are the ones that and are. And they'll eat. probably say, "I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine." That's right. The deniers, right? And those are the ones that are they're easy to see and pick up. Um, I, I think that reality is, you know, we can just focus on the the ones I want to focus on, the ones that are the spontaneous ones, because those are the ones that we're seeing. The, the ones, other ones, I mean, there's, we're smart people here. The people are dealing with this stuff here. They're listening to this podcast. We're the people that have been on the front lines and see that stuff. They're used to it, right? It's the spontaneous ones that really leave a kind of swath of blackness in, in, in so many people's lives. The other ones, you know, you're, you're talking about, yes, the, the, the ones that are really planning farther ahead, get in there, discuss it. Be make aware, you know, everybody here in the audience, go look this thing, these things up, the regular signs, okay, because they change, they're updated, whatever it is. Uh, there might be cultural differences if you're from a different country kind of stuff. Who knows, right? But the keeping in mind that we need to focus on the the spontaneous person when that happens to to get them to discuss it, get them the help. Because they're very, very desperate. They're in a super, super dark place. And they've been getting there. It doesn't just happen. They've been getting in that dark place for months or years ahead of time. Now, both episode one and episode 13. Yeah. So both episode one and episode 13 are about how to properly listen. Yeah. How to shut your damn pie hole and listen. So if for whatever reason you're the Johnny on the spot in a suicide intervention, um, it's not about what you say. It's how effectively you listen. Oh, you're so on the money, Mark. I'm glad you said that. It's not about how you say, it's how effectively you listen. So mm. listen to episode 13, which is active listening, the most powerful skill you can have as a supporter, mm. and episode one, which uh, touches on it. And we're going to touch on it again right now. So mm-hmm. you're Johnny on the spot. Somebody's legit suicidal. The worst thing you can fucking do <laughs> is open your goddamn mouth and start giving some advice or try to empathize. Shut up. You ask. The only thing uh, coming out of your question, uh, out of your pie hole, should be questions. 
I think this will be a good opportunity for you to go through your funnel thing again. Okay. Okay. All right. And and that was so effective for listening skills was that funnel, Mark. And that's in episode 13 where, mm. um, and yes, I ripped it off of Sandler training. Hope they don't sue me. <laughs> Maybe just summarize it here then. Yeah. But um, the, the, the bottom line is starting. So first of all, uh, as I say, if John's across from me right now and he's in crisis, John, what the hell's going on, man? And then shut up and listen. And no matter what he says, my response is going to be something to the tune of, youch. John, that sounds like, that That must be really hard, man. Yeah. So the, the, the empathy, like you validate whatever it is he says. Even if it's complete batshit crazy, I'm going to validate it at this point. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right? And, um, and what people's initial urge is, is to, oh, I got a solution or here's some platitude I'm going to give you. Hey, life's worth living. There's something to live for. Just shut the fuck up. Stay away from the cliches, man. Just stay away from it. Shut up and just listen. Yeah. So if John is, is right on the ad, edge, he's, he's in a flap, he's, he's in meltdown mode. John, what the fuck? What's going on? Tell me what's happening. So tell me what's happening. Is the first thing question you ask. Mm-hmm. Second question uh, is, isn't a question. It's just affirming whatever they just said. Affirm it. God damn, John, that sounds hard, man. That sucks, donkey balls. And uh, but tell me more, John. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about this. So now you're not just affirming them. You're you're exploring it. You're really giving them a voice. And See, so often, people that are suicidal, they feel that they have no voice. And you're giving, you're, you're letting them be heard. And part of the desperation, part of the reason people tend to kill themselves, one of the uh, myriad within the um, kaleidoscope of, of reasons. That's right. Is, is that they don't feel that they have a voice. It's part of the, it, it adds to the hopelessness. So right now you have a chance to give them a fucking voice by not using yours. Except to ask questions. It's not about you right That's now. Right. So John, what the fuck's going on? What's going on, man? Tell me, God damn, that sounds hard. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That sounds really hard. Tell me more about it, John. How's this been affecting you? How long has it been going on? What have you tried in the past to try to fix it? Have you given up? Are you willing to give it one more shot? Now, if you, now that's the pain funnel, more or less. Yeah, and I like the way that it's, it's, it starts off a very general mark, and then it works its way into privacy. So mm-hmm. you're starting from the outside of the circle and you're trying to get the big general picture and then you're slowly working your way in and you're listening. The other thing's important Doctors to Doctors use it as a diagnostic tool. Yeah. You know, or something similar as a diagnostic tool because you're trying to get down to the root and but you're trying to get them to say it and, yeah. and see if they are beyond help. That's right. That's and, right. You know, and then at the end, after they've been truly listened to... The, they're probably going to ask you, well, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. You know, they'll probably ask you. Expect that question. But um, at, at the end, at the end, and only at the end, man, can I, uh, can I make a suggestion to you? Get in, get in the car. Will you just, will you do that for me? Can you help me out? Go into help me mode. Yeah. So, John, can you, the su- you know, you're all suicidal, but I really need your help. Can you help me, please? Have them help you. Well, what do you mean? How can I help you? By getting in the car. Mm-hmm. Can you get in the car with me, John? Please? Mm-hmm. Can you do this for me? Man, I, I know it, it feels weird, but can you get in the car for me? And then you take him to the fucking hospital. 
Yeah. Period. Yeah. And I have I done this? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. I have pulled a man, a good friend of mine, out of the house wearing his house coat with a rifle in his goddamn hand. I've pulled him out of the house, put the rifle away, locked it up, put him in the car, and took him to the hospital. Sometimes you may need to call 911, right? Yeah. And I mean, again, again, everybody here that we're talking to, they're all professionals. They understand sometimes, based on the situation, you take them, which is, which is a lot more private, personal thing, and higher success. Sometimes you do need to call 911. And with this being said, everybody, turn your damn, like, put your phones out of reach so that you show your present. Because if you're sitting there and you're talking to them and you're texting, it's a bad thing. Yeah. It shows that you're secondary. The person you're trying to help is secondary. Clear the table, clear the room, talk. We even do that in peer support group as a matter of uh, personal. We don't just put them on stun. I now ask people to put them in their pockets. I don't want to see them even on the table. And it's, it's because it's just a matter of respect because the number one human emotional need is affirmation. That's right. Exactly. And when your phone's out, you are pulling away from that just a little bit, mm-hmm. sometimes a lot. Yeah. I, I think we, we really hit a lot of things here. I think that it's really important. Um, the people that are listening and may want to re-listen to this thing here and just take some Coles notes for yourself for the highlights and high points here of what truly is working and what the, we're, what we're, the message we're trying to send here and get across is two things. If you're that person, stop lying to yourself. If you're the person helping, listen. And do it right. Do it right. So if you, there are mental health first aid courses that are great. Um, I actually think they could stand a lot of room for improvement. I I believe that what we have covered uh, on the show a few times is Mm -hmm. actually more street level, just more applicable, more directly applicable for suicide intervention, in in my uh, humble opinion. But listen to episode one, episode 13, and this, which is episode 18. 18 now, yeah. So one, 13, and 18. If you are a peer supporter, if you're one of the people that stick, sticks your number out on uh, the interweb saying, hey, if you're suicidal, call me. Well, they almost never do, just so you know. Yeah. Um, but it does happen. I mean, there, the, the people do call the suicide hotlines, and sometimes they call a, 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 they call a buddy. Yeah. Um, when I was, uh, the McDonald's story, when I was attacked there, mm-hmm. um, it was a veteran buddy that I called cause I was feeling so, like I used to be the guy that nobody could take mm-hmm. and I got took, you yeah. know, and I lost a tooth over it. And, um, uh, it was just, uh, it, I felt so weak, you know, and it's like, oh my God, I'm getting older, I guess. Mm-hmm. And how did I not <laughs> end up on top? Yeah. But, um, it, it was a shit feeling and it was a veteran friend that I called because yeah. that's who I thought could relate right yeah and um he did a good job I'm not trained for it for as far as i know but he did yeah. a good job but again then, this stuff here mark is uh and this is not a disclaimer this is just this is just common knowledge here is these podcasts are designed for the street level stuff okay so for all those critics out there they're going to say this is wrong that's wrong this is wrong that's wrong this is stuff that we have used this is stuff that this is first line on the street usable stuff and what we're doing here and we is do have clinical oversight we do we do have clinical oversight and yeah, this is we're getting we, people we, into the help it's not just clinic we have clinical oversight uh we have clinicians listening to the show to watch over our shoulder mm-hmm. um uh, doctors therapists 
it, we have that. Yes, and that's why we're so good. Well, we are. We are so good, yes. <laughs> you and your big fat head. I'm just going to pat myself on the back. All right. Anyway, uh, so if you are a peer supporter or trying to be the supportive friend, mm-hmm. you know, at least know how to goddamn do it. Listen to this episode, episode one and episode 13. Listen to it again and again. And for Christ's sake, share this show. It's it's for you. Mm-hmm. It is for the people that need help. It is for the people that want to be helpers. And it is absolutely for the spouses. Yes. Absolutely for the, spa- for, for the spouses so that you can learn about your spouse and what's going on in their head. Because mm-hmm. um, it's going on in ours too. This, and, this and stuff that, is going on every day here. And, and you know what? As we're getting into the Christmas season here, Mark, this is going to be <laughs> very relevant. And this is why I was, when, yeah. you, when you said today, hey, John, do you feel like doing an episode? And I'm like, I'm there. I literally changed my schedule to be here for this because this is the high, this is the, the time when people need to hear this stuff. It is. Yeah. All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in. And of course, as always, share, comment, uh, provide feedback, and away you go. And if you are a mental health professional who would like to get your two bits in on, on this show, um, I've got lots off the air, but I haven't actually had one on the air yet. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, come on on. Let's let's do her. They got my number at the beginning of the podcast, 780-201-0974. Yeah, and you don't have to be in studio either. We can do it. Uh, uh, my studio set up to take in phone calls. It's really good at it, actually. Okay. Before All right. you go, I want to hear the Care Bear thing again. <laughs> do it. If you oh my God. care, make sure you share. Share, share like the sugar bear. Because sharing is caring. (laughs) This is a thing. It is a thing. (laughs) You're listening to Operation Tango Romeo, and I am your OPSO, and there's the other guy. (laughs) His name's John. (laughs) Thanks for listening. But seriously, share. At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible, with a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. 